Welcome to the Move 100 Halifax Morning Podcast. Here are your hosts, Aaron Hopkins and Peter Harrison. Well, today's podcast is all about the queen, her sense of humor, her corgis, and her love for Nova Scotia. As well, we talked to Neville McKay, who absolutely adores the queen and actually got to arrange the flowers for Elizabeth II during her last visit to Halifax. Talk about an experience. Uh, Justin Trudeau's emotional reaction to news of the Queen's passing and another child of a former Prime Minister has a sweet and funny story about the time she met the Queen. But right now, as always, your $1,000 minute advantage. The answer to question number 10 for the Monday, September 12th, $1,000 minute. That answer is British Columbia. Halifax's favorite morning duo. Drinking nice coffee. Aaron and Peter. They're funny. They're hilarious. On Move 100. How you doing? Doing okay. How about you? What a day. What a day it was yesterday. It'll be a day when uh, a lot of people are will remember exactly where they were when they found <laughs> out that the Queen had passed away. I was thinking about that. What were you doing when you found when you heard the news? Um, I came out of my daughter's apartment, got in my SUV to start driving home and look down at my phone and it was uh, it was it was there it was there yeah oh man uh devastating day i mean we kind of, <laughs> the queen's 96 lived a very fulfilling and amazing life but it just it hits it hits hard for people all over the world mm, yeah i mean I, I kept seeing yesterday that that people were shocked at the queen's death and at the same time we've been thinking hmm She's 96. I know, but she was literally working, you know, two days up until her death. It's not like she was, you know, kind of hidden away for six months. So I feel like that's kind of where the shock hits you. Yeah. And again, all the, everybody was prepared as far as newsrooms go. They they, they had everything ready to go for sure. Yeah. I was looking at footage this morning of uh, Buckingham Palace overnight last night, just packed with people Mm -hmm. all night long, flowers everywhere. It's pretty unbelievable to see and of course we're going to see this unfold through the next few days few weeks it's going to be a lot it's going to be a lot the new king is 73 years old yes at a time when most people are retiring if not already retired he's walking into this role that he's prepared for his entire life it's like he's been interviewing for the past 50 years and finally Okay. At 73 years old. You can have the job. Holy man, it's pretty unbelievable. So yeah, totally a moment in history where you're right. We're going to look back in 10, 20, 30 years and and go, I remember what I was doing when I heard that news. We were just (laughs) (laughs) talking about God Save the Queen, the the, the song that when I went to school, we started every day with that and in, in the first few years of elementary school. Right. So you stood up, everybody stood by their desks and, say, <laughs> and sang God Save the Queen. And you still know all the words. Well, yeah. <laughs> God save our gracious queen, long live our noble queen, God save the queen. Uh, send her victorious, happy and glorious, long to reign over us, God save the queen. See, there you go. Now sing it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be for later in the show. I think everybody has uh, some uh, memory of uh, of the queen. Yeah. Right? I mean, whether you saw her on TV or you saw her in person mm-hmm. or maybe you watched part of that Christmas thing she did every year. Oh, I love her Christmas. Did you ever see her in person? No, I didn't. Oh. Even though it wasn't that, I mean, I say that long ago, but it was 2010 when she was last year, last year in Halifax. Right. So that doesn't seem that long ago. No, it doesn't at all. Um, Daryl Dexter was the premier at that time. That sounds like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Stephen Harper was the prime minister. Right. And they were both up on the stage with her. I, I wanted to pass along one memory that Catherine Clark had of the Queen. 
Catherine Clark was the daughter of Prime, is the daughter of Prime Minister Joe Clark and her okay. mother, uh, Marie McTeer. Um, and she, on Twitter, there was a thread that uh, went around last night that a few people saw, but I thought it was a really good story about the Queen. Uh, it starts, and I, I think there are five tweets or something like that. I'll read them. Uh, it says, I had the privilege to meet Queen Elizabeth on several occasions, and she was always gracious and attentive, but my favorite memory involves a 1987 Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Vancouver. I was 10 years old and attending a cocktail reception with my parents. <laughs> As you do. As you do. <laughs> when she entered the room, uh, Joe Clark, my father, greeted her, and then she said to me, Hello, why are you not in school? <laughs> I explained that my teachers thought that hanging out with a queen was a decent excuse to miss school, and she laughed and began to make the rounds of the room. I did my duty of engaging in various conversations and was very much ready to go back to our room in the hotel when my mom, Maureen McTeer, informed me that protocol dictated no one could leave the reception before the queen. <laughs> <laughs> so I plunked myself down in the chair closest to the door, waiting impatiently but politely when a voice said, what are you still doing here? Uh, it was the queen. And I said, well, I can't leave until you leave. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for you to leave. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so funny. Thankfully for me, the queen found that amusing, not yeah. insulting. And she said, well, let's go then, shall we? Uh -huh. And we walked, chatting, out of the room together to the elevators, where we were both blessedly released from our official duties for the evening. Uh -huh. I've always remembered that night... <laughs> Queen Elizabeth was a remarkable human being. She lived an extraordinary life. She was courageous. She was diplomatic. And she was funny. Mm -hmm. She was the ultimate servant leader. I'm so terribly, deeply sorry that she has passed away. That's a great story. <laughs> I love that. Aaron and Peter. Getting your day moving. Everybody was moving, grooving. Today's best variety. Move 100. So I mentioned we're going to tell you how many times the Queen's been here. Well, five times to Nova yeah. Scotia. Yeah. Uh, the first one, though, as I mentioned, was she wasn't even the Queen at the time. Uh, she and her husband, Prince Philip, had been married not that long. It was 1951. She was 24 years 24. old. 24. Mm -hmm. Can you she, imagine? She and Prince Philip came because her father, King George VI, was very, very ill. And they, they mentioned a lot of times during that trip about how solemn she seemed to be because she was worried about her father. That of course. Was kind of this, the speculation. Yeah. But when they arrived by train in Halifax and arrived at the station down where the Westin is now, 50,000 people <laughs> came out to talk God. about crowd control. No kidding. 50,000 people uh, went to, uh, to, to see her to, so that they could see this new couple that they've been hearing about. Unbelievable. They later went to Cape Breton. I'm going to the stick on this one just for a second because yeah, yeah. it was such a memorable trip. Uh, they later went to Cape Breton and arrived by ship at Sydney Harbour. Oh, man. And uh, at the time, I, I, I came across a Cape Breton um, CBC newsreel where they talked about the grand lassie and her good-looking husband. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time, 1951, real quick. The next time they would visit, she was the queen. That was 1959. Okay. She was in Halifax. Okay. Uh, and again, 1994, they toured, uh, they came to Halifax, but visited uh, Fortress Lewisburg. Yeah. That was a big part of that trip. Um, Jean Chrétien was the prime minister at uh, that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then 2010... The last time she visited Canada, she included Halifax on her itinerary and arrived here 
on a very rainy day and gave her <laughs> first speech to probably, a, well, a much smaller crowd than 50,000. It was pouring. It right? was pouring and it looked much smaller. It was a small crowd yeah. on the garrison grounds. Yeah. But the, the, the welcome was, uh, was very warm. Prince Philip and I are very glad to have returned to Nova Scotia today to begin this tour of Canada, my 22nd visit as Queen of Canada. My mother once said that this country felt like a home away from home for the Queen of Canada. Prime Minister, I'm delighted to report that it still does, and I'm delighted to be back amongst you all. It has been 16 years since I was last here in Nova Scotia. There can be few places where the motto of 100,000 welcomes is put into practice with such conviction. Prince Philip and I are so very grateful to you all for the warmth of your greeting. Canadians have, by their own endeavours, built a country and society which is widely admired across the world. I'm fortunate to be a witness to many of the developments and accomplishments of modern Canada. As Queen of Canada for nearly six decades, my pride in this country remains undimmed. Thank you again for your welcome. It is very good to be home. There is a poem that has actually, I mean, in all senses of the word, has gone viral in the last 24 hours or yeah. so, in less than 24 hours, since the Queen has passed away. Uh, it's written by a woman from the UK named Joanne Boyle. She's not a poet, not really. She's a healthcare assistant, and she writes poetry in her free time. She wrote one when Prince Philip passed away, and it, it sort of went viral as well, but not like this one. You are going to see this one later today, but just in case... You didn't. If you'll just indulge us just for a minute, we'd like to read what Joanne Boyle wrote. It starts off like this. Philip came to me today and said it was time to go. I looked at him and smiled as I whispered that I know. I then turned and looked behind me and saw I was asleep. All my family was around me and I could hear them weep. I gently touched each shoulder with Philip by my side. Then I turned away and walked with my angel guide. Philip held my hand as he led the way to a world where kings and queens are monarchs every day. I was given a crown to wear or a halo known by some. The difference is up here, they're worn by everyone. I felt a sense of peace. My reign had seen its end. Seventy years I had served my country as the people's friend. Thank you for the years, for all your time and love. Now I am one of two again in our palace up above. Canada, the world is mourning the loss of Queen Elizabeth. Justin Trudeau addressed her death and he wore his heart on his sleeve. She was our queen. 
for almost half of Canada's existence. And she had an obvious, deep, and abiding love and affection for Canadians. She served us all with strength and wisdom for 70 years. As we grew into the diverse, optimistic, responsible, ambitious, and extraordinary country we are today. As her 12th Canadian Prime Minister, I'm having trouble believing that my last sit-down with her was my last. I will so miss those chats. She was thoughtful, wise, curious, helpful, funny, and so much more. In a complicated world, her steady grace and resolve brought comfort and strength to us all. Canada is in mourning. She was one of my favorite people in the world. And I will miss her so. So he was emotional, for sure. I wonder how old he was, Justin Trudeau, when he first met mm, the Queen. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. He could he's, He would have been young. I'm going to sure. do that right now. All sure. right, thank you. Uh, now, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk online whether or not Canadians will get a day off to mourn the Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out, speaking of Justin Trudeau, it all comes down to him. So there's a manual of official procedure of the government of Canada. And it says that in the event a sovereign dies, the usual plan is to declare an official day of mourning to take place the day of the funeral. Now, obviously, there isn't much of a usual plan as Queen Elizabeth has been on the throne for 70 years. So essentially, it all comes down to Justin Trudeau to confirm what happens next in terms of a day off. Now, the Queen's funeral usually takes place 10 days after her death per protocol. So we're looking at Sunday, September 18th. It's a weekend. So a stat holiday will likely not be granted. Right. But Justin Trudeau has to be the one to make that call. Hmm. And what happens with Canada's money now that we've lost Queen Elizabeth? She's on our coins and she's on the $20 bill. So people on Twitter were wondering, well, what happens now? The Royal Canadian Mint says the future design of our coins is the exclusive jurisdiction of the federal government. They're going to follow whatever they say on changing the heads design of our coins. So for now, the coins with Queen Elizabeth can obviously still be used. Uh, But they say there's no required timeline for distributing new coins. But when they do make new coins with King Charles, it'll only be when we see a demand for them. As for the $20 bill, they say they intend to circulate that with the Queen on our bill for years to come. All right. Yeah. Okay, Justin Trudeau, by the way. Yeah. Six years old when he first met the Queen. Six. And when he met her again, officially, 1989, I believe it was. He said, nice to see you again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And that is what's trending this morning on Move 100. Aaron and Peter getting your day moving. Everybody was moving, grooving. Today's best variety. Move 100. Uh, if there's one thing we know about the queen, it's that she loved her corgis. She loved her corgis, she didn't did. she? did. She took them out walking every day. She took one of them on her honeymoon with Prince <laughs> Philip. She did? <laughs> she wasn't supposed to, but she did. She had it all <laughs> wrapped up in a blanket with a hot water bottle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and kind of smuggled it along on her honeymoon. Prince Aww. Philip, not a big fan of the corgis. Well, it's like, you know what? <laughs> you better get on board. <laughs> he called them a moving carpet because they would be... A all over the house, carpet? all over the places, wherever they were, they yeah. would they'd be just following there her around. There was quite a few. Okay, so she had 30 corgis over <laughs> her lifetime. Yeah. Her first one, well, her father got the first one, and that's where the love affair with corgis started. But mm-hmm. she got her own corgi on her 18th birthday. She was given one. 
Uh, Princess Margaret, who you know you probably know from The Crown oh, more than yeah. anything else, the Wild One. She had uh, I'm not going to say it right, but the Dachshunds, the Dachshunds, okay, yeah, yeah, little wiener dogs, yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, the Queen and Princess Margaret bred those dogs together to come up with something called a dorgy. No, the dorgy was a mix of corgis and the Dachshund. And the Dachshund. Yeah, and <laughs> when asked, well, you know, how did you account for the Height differential. Yeah. When it came to breeding time, uh, the queen said, kind of matter of factly, it was no problem. We had a brick. Uh-huh. <laughs> One a of brick? them got up on a brick. Now, the kennel club, though, the Royal Kennel Club, not all that impressed with the dorgy. Uh, this is what they wrote back then the Dachshund was evolved to chase badgers down holes <laughs> and the corgis to round up cattle. Yeah. If anyone loses a herd of cattle down a badger hole, then these are just the dogs to get them out. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Well, what you probably also didn't know is that the corgis had their own cemetery in Sandringham, one of the castles that the queen uh, frequented. Um, they had their own plot where all of the corgis were buried when they died. And the queen herself designed all of the individual headstones for all of her Of course she did. Okay, i got to get on Google and look this up. <laughs> oh, Google, wait. That's actually one of the things, one of the most searched things about the corgis, about the, uh, well, they have their own Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. But what are the names of Queen Elizabeth's corgis? Yeah, one of the most Google things in the world. Because seriously, when you have 30 over your lifetime... <laughs> you got to get creative, right? I always love seeing footage of the queen and, you know, you, it would show her leaving her duties and then she'd go straight to the room where all the corgis are. It's like that was her little de-stressor, right? And the corgis apparently knew what kind of day it was going to be yeah. because if she arrived with a crown, then they would sit there kind of hmm, kind of all calmly. Yeah. But if she came with one of her scarves on her head, uh-huh. they knew they were going for a walkie. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> the cutest thing ever. Our dear queen is gone. A lot of sadness, a lot of tears. But this story is going to leave you uh, with a smile on your face this morning. Uh, The story comes from the formal royal protection officer, Richard Griffin. And he's talking about going for a picnic with the queen at Balmoral. And normally on these picnic sites, you, you meet nobody. But there was two hikers coming towards us. And the queen would always stop and say hello. And it was two Americans on a walking holiday. And it was clear from the moment that we first stop they hadn't recognized the queen which is fine and the american gentleman was telling the queen where he came from where they were going to next and where they'd been to in britain and i could see it coming and sure enough he said to her majesty and where do you live (laughs) and she said well i live in london but i've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills (laughs) and he said well how often have you been coming up here oh she said i've been coming up here ever since i was a little girl so over 80 years and you could see the clogs thinking. He said, well, if you've been coming up here for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. I and as quick as a flash, says, well, I haven't. The dick here meets her regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen. What's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times. <laughs> but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes around, put his arm around my shoulder... And before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye, 
And then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America, and hopefully someone tells him who I am. Isn't that the best story? Oh, wouldn't that... <laughs> Imagine how much of a fool, and hopefully a laugh this oh. guy would, would get, but how much of a fool he would feel like knowing that he was this close to the Queen Asking and never, her about ever knew who it was. Goes to show her sense of humor, hey? Beautiful. Oh, love it. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. It's Aaron and Peter on Move 100. This morning, Aaron and I, we both knew, well, we both said it basically at the same, same <laughs> time. We need to talk to Neville. Yeah. Right? We needed to reach out to Neville McKay for my mother's bloomers. Neville was probably our city's biggest fan of the royals and of Queen Elizabeth in particular. Now, Neville grew up with a British mom who came to Canada here as a war bride. He himself has, you know, led tours to yes. to London to go to the set of Coronation Street and that sort of thing. <laughs> and Neville has a very personal connection to the Queen and to the royal family. So we have him on the phone. We do. Neville, good morning. How are you feeling? Do you know, it's, it's a, a sad day for the world, I think. Um, personally, of course, I, you know, I grew up with the, with the Queen, um, as, as most of us did. And she was, to many of us, um, a mother and a grandmother figure. And, of course, a figure of, of a very strong, determined, stoic, kind woman. And you have that, that, that powerful figure that I think so many people drew strength from because of what she had to not only um, endure... But let's say put up with with some of the things mm -hmm. that that were going on in the world, and she was the, the person that we all looked to for comfort and solace. And when she was going through some terrible things, um, she kept it all very private, which I think is just extraordinary as well. Um, you had the honor of uh, of arranging the flowers for many of the the royal visits. Did you meet the queen? Mm -hmm. You know, no, I didn't. I didn't. You know, go up and shake her, get to shake her hand or bow or anything like that. But I was in the same place as her, and mm -hmm. I know when I got to do flowers and set them in the living room um, where they were, and then in the drawing room, of course, and, and the bedroom, um, the dining room at, at, at Government House. I know that, that she was going to look at these flowers, her and and her husband, um, Prince Philip, and know that this, these beautiful flowers that were grown mostly in Canada that I got to handle. We're going to make her stay just a little bit more pleasant. Mm, what an honor! What did you Absolutely. Do, you, do? You remember particular arrangements? Did you did you find out what the queen liked? What did you do to prepare for that? Well, of course, you know when when you do something for royalty, there's a lot of protocol that that's in place, and uh, so I, I, I did, and I also did some research. I know what her favorite flower was was really the valley, which totally out of season, so that wasn't going to happen. But <laughs> It was, it was also a protocol not to have anything that was too highly scented, of course, and um, flowers that, that were preferably Canadian-grown if possible yeah. and, uh, and softer tones. So I, I used a lot of pinks and whites and, and uh, a lot of uh, Canadian-grown flowers. Mm. Was that a lot of pressure for someone in your business? No. <laughs> no, no. Pressure, no. That's, no. That's only the queen of, queen of the world. <laughs> No, no pressure at all. <laughs> Talk about a once-in-a-lifetime experience, though. Like, that is just unbelievable. To say that you got to do that is such a oh, such an honor. It's a huge deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal, you know? And, and it's something that, I'll, of course, I'll never get to do again. And, uh, and I, I never took that lightly from the second I heard it. Um, 
that I was I was asked to do the flowers to the moment that I was you know um, placing them and and beyond it was it was extraordinary and it always will be. Do you have a favorite moment in the Queen's lifetime with you and from your childhood right through uh, until her her passing? Can you think of us? one particular moment that, that made you especially uh, proud to, to be one of her subjects? I, you know what? There's so many, but I'll tell you one quick little story. And it's not necessarily a proud one. It is a fun one. Um, my, my grandfather had a motorcycle and a sidecar that my mom would ride on with him. And he told her that all her clothes were hand-me-downs from Princess Elizabeth because my mom was three years older than her. So my mom was thrilled to think that she was wearing Elizabeth's clothing. And told everyone this is, these were her clothes. And I always, so I said to mom, I said, listen, if I try on one of your dresses, can I see I'm wearing one of the queen's clothes too? She said, certainly. <laughs> so we've always had that fun. And when we went through my mom's things just very recently, um, because she did just pass away a couple of weeks ago, um, the stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks and boxes and boxes and boxes of royal things and queen things, and even whole newspapers from her her coronation in 53. Mm. It's extraordinary. So to think there's, there's a moment? No. No. How could, we have a, how could any of us have a moment of 70 years of extraordinary service? Mm. Thank you very much, wow. Neville. Okay. Listen, take care and stay well, and uh, be kind to everyone. Let's, uh, let's all stay healthy, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Neville, thank you so much. Thanks, my darling. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. It's Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Mornings on Move 100 with Aaron and Peter. It's time to win some money. Let's play the $1,000 Minute for Colonial Honda on Roby. Sandra Tybert is on the line this morning. Sandra, are you ready to win some cash? I am ready. You are. Okay, let's get right to it. Sandra, you get one minute on the clock, 10 questions. Get all 10 right, you'll win $1,000. If not, you'll win 10 bucks for each correct answer you give us. Uh, Sandra, if you don't know the answer to something, just say pass. If there's time, we'll come back to it. But the moment you give us an answer, that is what counts. You can't take it back, okay? Okay. You ready to do this? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, Okay, yes. All right, Sandra, your $1,000 minute on move starts now. Sandra, what's the name of the big Catholic basilica on Spring Garden Road? St. Paul's Cathedral. What is 50% of 38? 19. True or false, peanuts grow on trees. True. What is the ninth month of the year? September. Who was the Prime Minister of Canada during the Queen's last visit to Halifax 10 years ago? Pass for now. Prime Minister R.B. Bennett, Joe Clark, and Brian Mulroney all went to the same Nova Scotia University. Which one? St. Mary's. What is the currency used in Great Britain? The actor, which one, won an Oscar in 2006 for portraying Queen Elizabeth? Pass. Who hosts the Canadian version of Family Feud? Harvey. Steve Harvey. How many streets intersect at the Willow Tree traffic lights? Five. Okay. Okay. Time is up. Oh, just in time. I know it is a thousand. Just in time. Okay, Sandra, let's go through the questions together. Uh, the Catholic Basilica on Spring Garden Road is St. Mary's. 50% of 38 is 19. 
It is false that peanuts grow on trees. They grow underground. I, I listen to my mother. She's like, true, true, true. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say false. <laughs> Uh, the ninth month of the year is September. The last prime minister during the Queen's last visit to Halifax 10 years ago was Stephen Harper. Prime okay. Ministers R.B. Bennett, Joe Clark, and Brian Mulroney all went to Dalhousie. Oh, yeah. The currency used in Britain is the pound. Helen Mirren won an, as- uh, an Oscar for portraying Queen Elizabeth. The Canadian version of Family Feud is actually hosted by Jerry D. And the streets that intersect at Willow Tree, Willow Tree Traffic Lights, there's four streets there, not five. Okay. So, uh, Sandra, three to ten, 30 bucks this morning. Well, more than I had. Hey, there you Thank go. You. <laughs> Sandra, listen, we're going to play uh, this again when we put up our podcast later this morning, and we'll give the answer away to question number 10 for Monday's $1,000 Minute, okay? Mm-hmm. Sandra, thank you so much for playing, and you hang on the line for us, Okay. Okay, thank you. All right. We will be back. As Peter said, Monday morning, your chance to win a grand in under 60 seconds when you play the $1,000 Minute on Move 100. Never miss a moment of Aaron and Peter on Move 100 Halifax. Listen weekdays 530 to 10 and follow their podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.